All right, we don't need any of that. I don't need to be down here hooting and hollering when there's serious work going on upstairs. Not out loud, you know. I had it on the internal mic and speakers, you know. Right. Yeah, it happens. Don't need all of that going on. Serious work is happening. Serious business. This ain't it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling serious. Oh. Because I I just ate some spinach. Oh, man. Your biceps are bulging. I got fucking the iron is coursing through my veins. I can feel it. Fucking squeeze the can and it just came out in like a fountain of spinach arcing up and then coming down into your gaping maw. That's exactly right. I have a little corn cob pipe, made a little steam whistle sound afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good. Good spinach, just straight out of the can or frozen? You put it in a little pan, saute it? It was was fresh. Fresh spinach. Like God, like like baby from the produce section, you know, like just mm-hmm. raw, non-frozen, non-canned spinach ah, leaves. Yeah, you need like like a <laughs> like a laundry basket sized amount of that for it to make any sort of dent. And and are you talking about in in humanity in general or me specifically? Any person that's eating it, you know, because as soon as you chew one of those it's gone like you could you ever cook with spinach i'm sure you have you mean like the uh the, the caloric intake to chew one piece of spinach just it's negative more calories or less equals the amount that's in there even for spinach i understood understood like uh, iceberg lettuce Cel- or something celery you know that's another one yeah yeah spinach seems so i i mean more like the mass it's mass right It looks big. You take a big handful of spinach. It's like, all right, Mm -hmm. that's a substantial amount of food. It's not. It goes away. Especially if you cook with it. You put it in the saute pan, it's all gone. You can have like a a 10 or 12 inch saute pan. And it's like, I'm just going to make a little like wilted spinach. Maybe, you know, you're making something else. Maybe you're... Like doing, a, you know, a piece of salmon or something. You're going to have this like wilted mm-hmm. wilted spinach salad. It's not really even a yeah. salad. Just some wilted spinach. You put it over it. Or you lay the salmon or the piece of chicken or whatever on top of the wilted spinach. You have mm-hmm. your 12-inch saute pan. You mound the spinach up. So it's like, looks like a Jiffy Pop container, you know? It's coming up right. over the top. Like a mountain mm-hmm. of spinach. And within mm-hmm. about three minutes, there it looks like there's like a, a dentine-sized area of spinach left. That's all I'm saying. Right. No, I hear you. Although, is that from the, the actual size of the spinach? The volume? The actual spinach takes up actually shrinks, or is it simply... All of the air between all of these loose pieces of spinach, like the spinach no longer can support that kind of structure once it gets a little oily and hot. It's both. It's both. I mean, if you think about it, most things we eat that are just like natural things, not things where we 
extracted something, right? So you could have olive oil, right? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like olives mm-hmm. in that analogy, right? Or let's say spinach or even, you know, a piece of meat, a piece of chicken. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all living creatures, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And living creatures on this planet are all mostly water. Yeah. To varying degrees. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. where you're going, wherever you're going. There you are. You're getting mostly water. Where, wherever you go, there you are. Kind of. Wherever you go, there's the mostly water. It, to varying degrees, though. And my point is that spinach is a lot more mostly water than right. many right. other things. You yeah. can try to cook down celery all you want. It's not, it'll, it'll reduce in size as you cook it because it'll release the water. The water will evaporate. But you're going to still have, like if you do two ribs of celery, you dice them up. You'll still have a substantial amount of celery after you cook them for five to ten minutes. But I think it's just because celery is better at keeping that structure. I don't know that there's more or less actual mass of the celery dedicated to water spinach remaining well i don't know i mean this is something that could be solved scientifically we need to do some experiments and take some measurements but uh if there are any gastro and serologists out there do get in contact with us yeah let us know what's going on how would they do when i eat this the spinach (laughs) it's not really a calorie game because i load some other stuff up there for the calories what but is the spinach it? does have some nutrients. Sure, it has nutrients. Some nutrients that I I, I, I find are, are 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 vital. Yeah, like what 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 gets you what gets your vitality going in particular in the that, spinach? Uh, iron, in the iron, especially because I'm not eating any red meat, so got to get it somewhere. Riboflavin, is that doing and it that for you? Spinach, it does it. I, I'm. I got, I got a little, I got my little jolt. You got a little boop. pep. A little boop, boop, toot, toot. Yep. <laughs> I got it. Good. I mean, you know, the spinach. Oh, so spinach, chickpeas. <laughs> this next one is going to be curious for you. Oh, boy. And for the listeners. But those little, like, uh, fried onion things you get. Yeah, sure. Fried onion straws. Those little... Fried onion straw things. You Love put them. them on top of like green bean casserole at Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and then I don't eat it. <laughs> so I think it's because gross. you're 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 against the fried onion straws. No, or I, just, I you like just it. don't like green bean casserole. I don't like even if it bean. does have delicious fried onion straws atop it. Even if it does have delicious fried onion straws atop it, I don't I don't partake. It's just it's lowbrow cooking. At its worst. I don't mind lowbrow cooking sometimes, but that, that's not, it's just a skew. I don't even mind a casserole, depending on the casserole, but that is just, ugh. Maybe it's the cream of mushroom soup that goes in there. It's just gross. I don't, ugh. Or like the uh, candied yams with the marshmallow topping, fucking marshmallows on top of there. Yeah. We don't even do this shit anymore. Just, ugh. yeah, we never did the marshmallow topping. Yeah, definitely the uh, the sweet potatoes 
slash yam slash whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, soft, big yep. chunks covered in the honey sweet syrup, brown sugar, like all that right. shit on there. It's just like, yeah. what is this? It's not dessert yet. I don't, what am I? Why? Why am I putting this on, next to my turkey? But it's like it's these nineteen uh, fifties Norman Rockwell esque classic dishes. Mm-hmm. We felt mm-hmm. compelled to, you know, be traditionalists in that sense, and there is a certain comfort to it, but not not delicious. I would say not delicious. It's, it's being, almost like. Go ahead. You you go. Well, the deliciousness maybe comes from the comfort more than the taste. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the that's the game there. It's a regular Torben gerb, if you ask me. Oh, it's definitely a Torben gerb. <laughs> is this an episode of Things Brad Typed at Me? Yes, it is. Sure. Why not? Let's get into it. <laughs> well, that's we're halfway through already. Tor- Torben gerb. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yep, there was that. Don't know it. Um, <laughs> not sure the meaning of that one. And um, next one is a word, whiskers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a word, man. Oh, no Truth doubt. Truth in advertising. I am not arguing that with you. Yep. So, yes, the word, word, whiskers. <laughs> a word. A word. Whiskers. And then also, well, you know, if you get holy, Uh you know, Torben Jorb, if if you see a Torben Jorb going out there, you're going to say, holy whiskers. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, I've never had the occasion. Right. Well, let's just hope, (laughs) you know, you never come face to face with a true Torben Jorb. I don't want to. Don't know what it is. Don't want to. See? My name Beer. is Torb. Ha ha ha. Oh, oh, Your boy. name is Jerb. Ha ha ha. My I, name oh. is Torb. Ha ha ha. Your name is Jerb. Ha ha ha. It's a musical based horror story. Exactly. It's a horror musical. Anybody is it make a horror a, musical or is it a musical horror? I'd say it's a musical horror. Yeah, now, Rocky Horror Picture Show claims yes. right there in the title to be a musical horror, but there's nothing. That's not a horror film. No, it's not. It's At definitely all. not. What's the horror part? The Rocky Horror Well, I think isn't. Is that his last yeah, name? I don't know. <laughs> well, Rocky it's is Mr. Horror one to of you. <laughs> the characters. Rocky is created by is Dr. It? Frankenfurter. Is, oh god, it's a fucking two-year-old. Santuli would not approve, but um, <laughs> but it goes to show, man, beloved film sure. going on like fifty years or something now. Like, right? It, it, you know, sometimes you just don't know. Sometimes you the can't let your thinking gets too uptight. <laughs> too uptight. Sometimes the appropriate, the age-appropriate humor is too. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, has anybody done? See, that's not an actual horror film. But has anybody no. done a? For real horror musical or musical horror? Not that I know of. Not that's coming to mind. There's a blue ocean ripe for colonization, I guess. What did a um, horror musical? What you said a blue ocean. Yes. Is that I'm talking about the blue ocean versus red ocean thing. I don't know this. Can you Elaborate? I've never heard. There's a restaurant 
that we've been to that's called Blue Ocean? Well, the Blue Ocean, Red Ocean is the idea of if you are, I'm just going to say business, but I guess it could go beyond that, right? Mm-hmm. But it's in essence the arena in which you are competing. It could be a red ocean or a blue ocean. So I'm going to butcher the analogy probably, but you know, if you wanted to make index cards, let's say Mm -hmm. you're like, here's the idea. I need a business idea. I know I'll create a factory and I'll make index cards and I'll sell them to people. Well, there, that, that, that already exists. There's lots of brands. There's index cards everywhere. Different sizes, different fighting. colors. Yeah. Yeah. You would be f- f- competing. You're entering this place. This, uh, it's already a very competitive market and the that's market the is red saturated. Ocean. Yes. There, in essence, there's a free feeding frenzy of the sharks in the ocean. It's a red uh-huh, ocean. Ah, Okay. But if you come up with something that no one else is doing Mm -hmm. and that is your way that you are, I don't know what to say, manifesting yourself or, you know, going to compete or not compete. You know, that's the blue ocean strategy. Kind of like when we started this podcast, the idea of exactly that's a perfect analogy. It was a blue ocean. Yes. And now it's like a goddamn feeding frenzy. Exactly. That's exactly it. Perfect. Got it. Yep. So So you got to personalize it for it to, you know, stick stick with you. Right. Now that's a better. Yeah, you got it there. So not only did you hear my message, you were able to synthesize it, synthesize it, say it back to me in an even improved way. Yeah. That's called transfer. Yeah. We got some transfer. Transfer positive. (laughs) What? What? Why did? What was your? What was the original blue ocean? Meat, iron, whatever. Blue ocean. Oh well, the horror musical. We're talking about right? Yeah, blue ocean. Because no one's doing it. No one's doing that. There's, there's. If you just wanted to make another like hacker film, hacker slasher film. (laughs) I mean, yes, you hack, you slash. There's there's ha- there's a bunch of hacking movies too though. There are hacking movies. Yeah, sneakers was one of the forerunners. Yeah, that underrated, was one. That's a good underrated one. Underrated flick. I think it is underrated. I did not see that movie till long after. It was like the mid two thousands when I saw. Oh that wow, movie, I shit! Think. And I was like, hey, this movie is really good. I'm really enjoying this. What a fun romp! Yeah. Uh huh. It's just a, a little ride. Yeah. It's a Robert Redford, we got, right? We got some other hacker films. <clears throat> Black hackers. Hat. Yeah, hackers. Swordfish. S- Slackers. Black Hat. The Matrix. The Matrix, for sure. You know what they had in The Matrix? Transformers. What? A lot of gunfights. Yeah, especially for a hacker film. Yeah. So go to gutterballs.tv. Shoot us a message if you're a gastroenterologist and uh, let us know what has more water per unit of mass, I guess. 
I think a what we want to know water to is, mass ratio. <laughs> does the volume of spinach actually of actual spinach change, or is it just the way the spinach relates to each other? And the volume of spinach definitely changes, but I'll I'll defer to the experts does, on this one. How does spinach <laughs> oh, relate to frying pan? That's in essence what we're asking. I guess that is, <laughs> or to heat. I guess if we're going to go right. to the baseline, sure. How does spinach yes. relate to heat? Get in touch. Gutterballs.tv. Send us a message. Yeah, let us know. Love to hear from you, people out there. <laughs> People. People. Now, actually, I wasn't done with things Brad typed at me. Sorry. Oh, okay. There is one more. I wasn't sure if it counted, but since it came in the same medium, it was actually a photo, but it had the words was the photo was all words. So I'll just say it. All right. I have no idea what this is. I'm braced. The parallel universe pussy pumper is available. What the fuck? I do vaguely remember that. Now, I don't need to be carrying any water for the, uh, you know, the genesis of this. <laughs> Whoever or whatever that may be. But, uh, yeah. Oh, so. right. Now I remember what that is. <laughs> now I remember what that was. But it came well, in... It was just, it was apropos. It was a screenshot of a notification. <laughs> And it was just like, huh, that's... I'm curious because there were... You screenshotted two notifications and the first one was a message from me. Yes. In my (laughs) mind, at the time, those two messages were related. Well, I mean, there's not a literal... (laughs) There's not a literal connection. They both deal with like, I don't know, genital, sexual type thing. Sure. Okay, so the first one, you screenshotted this... And I'm, I just don't know how these came up. Oh, I see. It's actual notifications. Got it. Um, the first one is from me, and it says, yes, no more come in there. And then the second one is from whatever, this particular podcast. And it says, quote, the parallel universe pussy pumper, end quote, is available. Yes. So. Yeah, I guess if those come up back to back or front to front in this case, um, that would it would seem like there is a connection there. Yeah, I mean, not a literal connection. Not a literal connection, no. A metaphorical connection, perhaps. Torben Jerb. It's a real Torben Jerb. I guess I'm the Torb in this case. I guess. I guess. Yeah. You'd rather be a Torb or a Jerb? I think a Torb. Torb, but I'm not sure. I think sure. I'd rather be a Torb also. I'm not entirely sure, but just going with my gut. The Torb and Jerb. Two Torbs, though. How's that going to work? He pulled He pulled a real Torb and Jerb. <laughs> he sure did. Um, what about Easy Love? What about Easy Love? I mean, I mean, well, what about Easy Love? You had me going there for on a the while. List? That was going to be next on the list, yeah. Um, Wasn't gunfights next on the list? That's why I brought that up. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Gunfight. We can go through a big list. Yeah, I had a big list of topics. Yeah, right. I was excited. Horoscopes, gunfights, easy love. Easy love. You've done work. 
You know, you've put the work in some research. I have. But uh, and then, uh, yeah. But then I. Well, broke do you want to maybe describe this from your point of view? What happened recently? Yeah, you had seven. You can let the cat out of the bag. We'll let the cat out of the bag. We had seven or so. I don't know why I'm saying seven. I don't know how many it was. S- seems like seven. Seems like a good number. A lucky number. But you had a bunch of topics. And it's like, here we go. We got the next seven episodes planned out. Horoscopes, which we covered. Yes. That was a good one. Um, Gunfights. Easy yes. love. Um, I don't remember. Chastity. Oh, yeah. I oh, have it up right chastity. now. Chastity. Yep. Ode to Desire. Rugburn. Rugburn. Love Chain. And cartoons. Rugburn and Love Chain again. They're kind of. Yep. Metaphorically okay. connected by the chain. But then we can, you know, uh, but we can then, you know, have a lighter ending with some cartoons. Cartoons. Mm-hmm. And cartoons is the only one not capitalized for some reason. But I guess I fucked that up. Um, so I don't know if that's intentional or not. Anyway, we got through horoscopes. I'm like, these are some random fucking topics, but I'm looking forward to diving into them. But we've both been watching Seinfeld from the beginning yes. and As working our way recently. through. And a lot of times I'm in there cooking, so I'm not like staring at the TV the whole time. But for this one episode, something was happening. It caught my caught my ear. And so I wandered into the other room for a second to stare like four feet away from the TV just staring at it because it was funny and uh, Jerry wanders over to where his TV or his shelf is I guess and he's Mm -hmm. got a bunch of VHS tapes on there but they just have big thick white tapes on the spines with like sharpie thick sharpie written titles Mm -hmm. (laughs) and all I see right behind his fucking head one of the tapes has written on it (laughs) easy love all caps, easy love. And I'm that's like, a good catch, I gotta say. I'm like, that son of a gun. There it is. <laughs> and I almost rewound because then, like, they were on to something else in a different part of the apartment. Mm-hmm. And I almost rewound to see what the other tapes were. But by that point, I was like, ah, I got it. <laughs> you know what they are. I know what these fuckers are. Yeah, so that's the tapes he has in his apartment. Yeah, so. He has horoscopes. (laughs) What is on there? He has gunfights. Easy love, chastity. Yeah, what the fuck? I didn't write down gunfights for some reason, but too too violent. Maybe you're trying to stay away from that. Trying to wean myself off the ultra violence. Go to the Malaco Bar. Yeah, well, you solved the riddle. You solved the riddle of the topics completely by accident. Just happened to be staring at the screen at the right time. I was hoping that would happen. When I originally <laughs> sent you that list, really? I was like, you know, maybe it'll be 20 years from now. <laughs> maybe it'll be two days from now. But one day he's going to realize. And it didn't take that long. It took like about a month, I think. Right. You don't plan on it. You don't wait for it. You just let it happen. Right. You plant those things out there. I, I feel like I've got a bunch of those out there. I should write them down because I don't remember what most of them are now. I feel like I have three or four of those out there at any given time. These little landmines out there. Waiting. Yeah. 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 A little surprise, which may never get uh, proverbially stepped on. I hope so. 
because it's like you could just say to me, "Hey, did you ever see the tapes in Jer- on Jerry's shelf in his apartment?" No. Oh, th- it says like gunfights, horoscopes, easy love. Huh. Interesting. And then you're done. But if you put a little landmine out there, right. it elevates the whole concept a thousand percent. So I feel like we've just pioneered a new type of, of joke in a way. Cause like I've heard of like the joke grenades. Yeah. Right. Where you, you tell the joke and then it takes like two or three seconds and then the person gets it, mm-hmm. you know, but no, but this is a joke landmine. It's taken to a whole new level. Like this is blue ocean territory. You're going to be out there in the blue ocean one day. When you at least know it, you're going to hit the fucking joke landmine. I mean, I guess the word joke is really stretching things. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> well, it's the concept right. of a discoursal grenade or a discoursal, <laughs> discoursal <laughs> landmine. Um, yeah, we can know, workshop the a name. joke in a way. We can workshop the name a bit. Probably, yeah. but the concept I, is sound. Yeah. I mean, I personally, I know there was some like set designer that like put yeah. those tapes in there or something, right? Absolutely. And the other thing is like, because they have to have, you know, they got to dress up the set, whatever. And it's like, we can't mm-hmm. just put like, you know, City Hall starring Al Pacino back there. Like they right. wanted to have a little fun with it for some reason. Right. But it's also a common thing, right? Like hand-labeled VHS tapes. Like these are things you recorded off the TV or, you know, you made yourself or whatever, you know? Yep. In the year 1999, we had a set where we were shooting a film, somewhat of a zombie film, but not really. It was more, no, not really a zombie film. It's more like an Android film. Uh, okay. This was, um, written, maybe directed, no, written by Sean Kelly. Remember Sean Kelly? I do remember Sean Kelly. Yeah. Uh, Jay Robinson directed, I shot the thing. We shot some of it at, uh, Cherry Lane down in the basement there. And we had to Mm -hmm. like dress up the set with a bunch of VHS tapes and like, (laughs) I was like, I got a fucking box of like 300 VHS tapes here all right cool and we put fucking white tape and like labeled them with sharpies and the idea was like some of it was like old family footage but it it was really the scientist who had created these two androids so it's like oh someone blah blah and blah blah's first steps or something but you know it's like that kind of shit but then there was other like random stuff and we had like somebody who was helping just like just write a bunch of like thing names of random movies and put them back there on the shelf. We did this exact thing. It's like, I swear if I go in the other room, I can find some of these that still have the fucking tape on them. And it's kind of a bummer because now I can no longer <laughs> see what the fucking, what oh, the original yeah. label is. Mm-hmm. Cause it, the tape rips off the underneath tape. It's like, fuck. So now I got to put it in there. It, that's not the end of the world or anything, but you know, you just put it in there and see what's on, see what's up. But see, if you could go back and redo it, you could put a real uh, landmine in there because you could have labeled the tapes: horoscopes, gunfights, easy love, shit, chastity. 
Wow. Yeah. Fuck. And then right about now, Sean Kelly's going to put Seinfeld on on Netflix and be, <laughs> wait a minute. He'd lose his fucking mind, man. That's a good landmine. Yeah. There's some portmanteau we can do with landmine and like discourse. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'm going to think about this. If anybody has any ideas on what this concept should be called, do let us know. Hit us yeah, up on please. Twitter or something at guttercast. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. <clears throat> I I do like to imagine Larry David himself was like labeling these tapes. Maybe. You never know. I mean, I doubt it, but I like to just pretend that in my mind. Do you think conceptually the idea was that they were all like pornos that he Jerry had labeled? To, uh, to cover that up a little bit so it wasn't obvious. I don't obvious. think so. I don't think so either, but... I think they were just trying to come... Well, one, Seinfeld does do a great job of coming up with, like, fake movie names. <laughs> Prognosis Negative, Rochelle yeah. Rochelle. Right. Uh, uh, Ponce de Leon. Like, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I always enjoy that. I don't know why. So, like, yeah, these kind of are in that... The category in a way, I think, yeah, it is weird. Like horoscopes. It's just yeah. like, what would people have on tapes? What are things that are on VHS tapes? Well, horoscopes is one. <laughs> right. <Okay>. What? <laughs> How do you what, visualize what it? I mean, there are, I, there were like visual horoscopes. I don't know anyone bothered. Like there'd be like a lady that would come on TV. She'd like read the horoscope. And he just recorded them all. Maybe he's using. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's fodder for his jokes, for his routines. Could be, could be. He recorded them for Kramer. That's my head cannon. Oh, Kramer needed to know, and he was going to be gone for a month. And he's like, "I need to not miss any of the horoscopes." But why right. does it matter? You're. It's a horoscope from a month ago. It's not. He's like, "No, Jerry, I need to know. I have to follow the plot." Like I could see that happening. Right. Right. That's good. I like that. And then, yeah, gunfights. I mean, sure. He right. has a bunch of movies. He's taken the gunfight scenes out of a bunch of westerns and just made it into a big montage. Right. It's like early remix culture. It was finally available. Mm-hmm. Then the next, like, uh, five do seem like they're like, uh, you know, Rochelle Rochelle style, like, uh, you know. Yeah. A little Cinemax after dark kind of movies or something. A little smutty. Yeah, easy love, chastity, yeah. rug burn, to desire, rug born, love chain. So to answer your question about the pornos, like if he's trying to hide that they're pornos, he's not doing a not good job of it. <laughs> That's right. Not he's doing like, a very good hey, job. these are not hardcore X-rated films. These are like you know, it's hard like, R, unrated type of direct to VHS films. It's kind of like maybe TBS's, some of them are foreign films, right? Well, that could be. It's like TBS's iconic show from the early 90s, Silk Stockings. Oh, yes. Although that was on the USA Network. USA, sorry, not TBS. Yes. USA. Yeah. Oh, I remember Silk Stockings. Mm-hmm. Woo! Yep. Edgy. Edgy shit. Yeah. It was a story of two detectives that only investigated super sexy crimes. <laughs> right. Great gig if you can get it. 
Yeah. It wasn't like Law and Order SVU where it's like these are horrific. No. Crimes of a sexual nature, but they're not sexy. This is silk stockings. It's like, no, this is like these crimes are crimes of passion. (laughs) The only crime is you made him lust too much. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah. Yeah. And then last cartoons, which fits. That's very Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. He loves his his cartoons. His Popeyes. Yeah, his cartoons, his, his cereal. His spinach. Yep. Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure he has the old Max Fleischer Superman cartoons out there. Oh, yeah. Svilk. Svilkings. I gotta, yeah. I'm going to look that up. There's probably some on YouTube. I don't know if I yeah. ever actually watched the show. I would watch the intro because there was like a, they'd pull the stocking up the leg, I think. Yes. And they I would show that. see that. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, silk stockings. Yeah. There was, I think there was two incarnations of it. There was like the original incarnation and then like, you know, it went away for like a year and they brought it back with like a new cast. Now even sexier. Same concept, new cast. In my mind, the original cast was just like, fuck this new cast. <laughs> this is like the Vance and Coy Dukes of Hazards. Like, I, who cares oh, about this God. shit? It's like watching MacGyver or whatever the fuck, and then watching the beginning, the opening credits scene of Dallas, just so I could see Texas Stadium. I don't think I ever watched Silk Stockings, just want to see the open. Now, did they have any nudity in this show? Not actual nudity. Not no, actual. It was on, like, regular cable. They just, it was like, yeah. It seemed like, like it was going to. you could get it. Yes. It seemed like it would, but they would like, never... Like maybe that. accidentally, you know, s- something would slip out. Right. It but, seemed like a type of show where, like, it had all the trappings, like you'd expect. Yeah. But then it's just like, no, it's, no. you know, there's strategic things hiding places. <clears throat> you know, there's definitely implied nudity, lots of implied sexual activity, but there's nothing. Yeah. It was all USA Network level stuff. I mean, you might as well at that point tune to like Channel One and watch the scrambled stuff. Yeah. Probably get more action that way. Then NYPD Blue came along and they're like, yes, here's fucking this guy's ass again. On broadcast. Yeah. Just on regular. Which was a weird time. I'm not sure how that happened. Well, they just did it. It's not illegal. It's only if people complain, you know, and then you'll get like a don't do that again notice. Well, but yeah, but didn't people complain? Like, well, I'll, you know, we know how these things work. More just people were celebrating it than complaining. <laughs> I mean, they must have gotten some special dispensation from the FCC to like do this experiment or something. It is odd know, to me. But I will say back then in the 90s, like even watching Seinfeld, I feel like this stuff wouldn't they wouldn't get away with this today. We were more freer. Yeah. Yeah. With the with the content, I think, back then in the 90s, which then maybe culminated with NYPD Blue. And then it was like a backlash. No, we got to put the smack down on this. No more of that. No more shows about uh you know, four best friends having a competition to see who could go the longest without masturbating. <laughs> like, we're just not doing this shit anymore. 
At least not on broadcast television. Yes. Right. Now, on subscription-based television, we'll go a thousand times farther, and it'll be awful. Yes. But you got to pay for that. can't just be beaming, beaming the smut out there. Right, you can't beam it out so that anyone with a a simple device can tune it in and look at it. No, it's goddamn America. You gotta pay for that shit. Yes. You pay for the nips, or you get no nips. There's no free nips. No such thing as a free nip, Brad. No, there's not. You get the nip, you then, you you bought the ticket. You buy the ticket, you get the nip. Buy the ticket, take the nip. That's right, buy the ticket, take the nip. Don't buy the ticket, get no nip. Simple. It's a simple equation. Yeah. It is weird, though, to realize, like, you're living in a regressive society. (sighs) Yeah. A society that is regressing rather than progressing. Progressing. It is. I really was not prepared for... I mean, I realized... I always realized there was a lot of progressing that needed to happen. Yeah. And oh, I yeah. could expect that progress coming, you know, in kind of like a punctuated equilibrium. Yeah. Lurching forward. Like then, lurches kind of maybe. Yeah. And then stumbles has back to a little stay bit. stay a little bit, maybe, yeah. and then lurches forward. But Lurch, I never expected yeah. it to start lurching. Lurching. Lurching backwards. Backwards, yeah. The lurching should be forwards and then a little stumbling or stasis. But the lurching shouldn't go backward. There should be no backwards lurching. And here we are. Yeah. Yeah, that is super depressing when you put it like that. Well, you know, it's like the the, you know the stock market or something. It goes up, it goes down, but on a long enough timeline, you know, well, we can assume that the scratchy little graph will ultimately trend upwards. We hope so. You know, the the long arc of what is that? History bends towards justice. Yeah, the long arc of is it the long arc of history bends towards justice. I th- something I don't know. I think the long that arc of some, yes phrase gets <laughs> manipulated a lot. Which I think, yeah. I mean, I guess it just sucks. I just felt like, yeah, yeah. Just, anything seemed possible back then. It's like fuck, yeah, like yeah, we're lurching into the future. We're not striding boldly, but at least we're lurching forward. Right. Well, what scares me is with technology. Here's where I'm going to opine like some dickhead. I have mm. no business doing, but I'm going to okay. do it anyway. I'm looking forward to it. The it's arc how... of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice. There we go. Dr. MLK Jr. The uh, With technology being what it is. Mm-hmm. And getting more and more advanced. You know, we have these listening devices. We do so much online that can easily be, you know, hacked or viewed or subpoenaed by a government. Right. Like, uh, and then, yes, and then we have like, you know, surveillance everywhere. People are putting speakers in their homes. It's becoming like if there was to be this authoritarian takeover. And and uh, we're also getting to the point with like, you know, people can scan your brains and see what you're thinking about. You know, we, we have rudimentary versions of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen that. 
those examples. I mean, brain scans. I mean, you can see where the, you know, everything's kind of firing in different places. And we know certain parts of the brain control this certain thing. But I feel like you're talking about something more in depth than that. Right. Well, they can do like if you visualize an image, they Mm -hmm. can get like a grainy picture of that image like on their screen. That's super fucked up. It's really super fucked up. How do they interpret electrical? Imp- well, it's listen it's, to what I'm it, saying. It, it is done with machine learning, in essence. Wow. So they show people pictures. Here's a picture. Here's a picture. Watch this TV show. Watch whatever. And, you know, it's just recording your brain and it knows what you're looking at. And it's recording the brain. It sees the impulses and the little arcs and of then, electricity. Yeah. And then it's just like, okay, now you know. You know, all of this footage, you know how that registered. So here's something new. You know, use your machine learning to say what this must, what they're like seeing or thinking about in their mind's eye. It's just like code breaking. It's like a rival. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, here's what it's, it's like, right? And yes, it's like this weird, super indistinct, but it's the same, but it's the thing. Like you can see. Right. You know, like here's the picture we're showing them. And now here's what our brain scan interpreter is showing. Wow. And it's like, yeah, like a, it's kind of like a fuzzy, not quite tuned in TV station of what is they're actually seeing. But I mean, that's where we are now. But you can see the nip if you look hard enough. It's like, oh, yeah. Yes. There's a nip there. Exactly. So mm-hmm. all this is to say, I feel like if there is some kind of global descent into authoritarianism it could be bad like it could be like millennia of like unable to resist it due to just the technological ability you know our technological ability to enforce compliance and authoritarianism i don't know i mean it's just a crazy random idea it's like a random I realize I'm just sitting here like a random sci-fi idea guy thinking about this stuff. But Mm -hmm. I've come to the point whenever I see any new technology, I'm like, okay, what would happen if someone like Kim Jong-un or Vladimir Putin like controlled it or controlled the world or just applied it into their society? I remember back in the 90s. It always makes me feel really bad. (laughs) Back in the 90s. And even early aughts, you were embracing any new shit that came along. You were just diving fucking headfirst right into it. And yeah. now you're this. I know. It's like, how will this be used against us? How will this turn bad somehow like well, those little creatures on the planet be... in Galaxy Quest? And it's like, sure, they're cute and nice now. But just you wait. Do you guys watch the show? <laughs> you know? You used to be wide-eyed, you know, a child of the 90s, wide-eyed and... Yeah. Uh, I believed in progress to the future, you know, REM played the inauguration of Bill Clinton. And it was like, yes, here I am. Like whatever I was 16 or something. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We've arrived. (laughs) We have done it. This is not only have we arrived, but this is only the very first step. Yeah. It's all smooth sailing from here. (laughs) Just more steps in the right direction. Yep. Lurches be but, damned. We're like goddamn Fred Astaire dancing up this this stairway to heaven. <laughs> nope. We like danced a couple of steps up and then we fucking fell back. Not only down that stairwell, but like somehow we managed to like 
tumble through the over the landing and then around it and then fell back down the other stairwell that was behind that one. We're halfway down that now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we were up there before. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Now our leg is like either broken or sprained or something. We're limping along, gimping along, trying to recover the, all the lost ground. Seems impossible. We can barely walk, let alone ascend a staircase. Well, in reality, the complacency was the problem. Yeah, yeah. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. There is I no viewed the, standing the, still. The, the moral arc bending. Yes, there's the moral arc of the universe, but I was just looking at like the moral arc of my lifetime. <clears throat> You know, I was just like, yeah, it's bending towards justice. It's great. I'll just keep bending toward more and more justice. But uh, but again, it's within that complacency. On a short enough timeline, the moral arc does not bend toward justice. That is well. (laughs) In fact, it may go 90 degrees at like a complete right (laughs) angle towards injustice on a short enough timeline. Yes. 180 well, degrees fucking backwards yeah exactly whatever that it's even just means. bent back like grab the pliers and just bend it just fucking bend it or like just with your two hands like it's a piece of steel and you just fucking bend it that's what i feel like it's doing it's like rich like <laughs> and then you take a yeah. picture of yourself you put it on your goddamn wall this is me like bending back <laughs> the moral arc of the universe and you could caption it They'll say Brad Ben Steele. Mm-hmm, that's where I was going to. <laughs> yep. <sighs> yeah. Mm. Well. 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 Just time to stop being complacent. Like that I moral said, moral arc is only going to move unless all of us contribute to it. Yeah. Yes. You got to do your part. There is no stasis. And I was you get better or you get worse. Complacent. But not now. All right. We got our marching orders. Make the world a better place. Yeah. Like Whatever. all those bros in Silicon Valley. If they've they taught us anything, you know, we look to them for guidance and leadership. Oh, Elon. Elon will save us, Brad. <laughs> oh, man, that fucker. That fucker. <laughs> that fucker. <laughs> <laughs>